and welcome to the Property Development Live podcast. I'm your host, I'm Paul Merrick, and joining me today we have... Martin Davis. And Margaret Ann Merrick. And let me open with a small apology. The sound quality on this podcast may not be as good as we'd hoped. Our family are in self-isolation, which means it's been impossible for me to pick up the bits and pieces of sound equipment I hope to have for the very first podcast. However, I hope... The lack of perfect sound quality does not interfere with your enjoyment of this podcast. Today we're going to be discussing all things property development and, of course, the current crisis. Yeah, I'm hoping that it's going to be a light relief for those people stuck at home. Yeah, and I think in uncertain times, there can be comfort taken from knowing that other people are in the same situation and how they are putting steps in place to get through it both personally and professionally. So I suppose the first question that you have, given that there's a myriad of podcasts out there at the moment about property, why should you join this one? Well, what I think we'll always do a little bit differently is we will always focus not only on the property, but about the people involved as well. You see, there's a lot of talk about property, the detail, the the nuts and bolts of property, but I don't feel there's ever enough talk, really, about the people involved in property. For 25 years, we have run a successful property development business. And one of the things that's made it successful, I think, is the fact that we talk about people, process, and then property. And lots of people, I think, have got that very confused. Would you agree with that? Um, Absolutely. It's always about people. Generally, in business, it's always the case, but it's especially true in any property business. People are obviously important to every business. My background is in journalism, communications, marketing, and all any successful communications or marketing campaign is based on the people. It comes down to connections between people and emotionally motivating people to connect with your product, person, or service. And, and that's where we're going to be different here on Property Development Live. We're going to talk a lot about the people involved in property. That's you, that's your customers, that's the relationships that you build with your providers. And we're going to do that to a certain extent in bringing in personal development, bringing in the kind of experts in this field of personal relationships. And one of my favorite experts and one of my favorite books is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And I think in a a crisis like we're in at the moment, Stephen Covey's words are more important now perhaps than they've ever been. Stephen Covey talks a great deal in his book about our circle of influence, the, the things that we can influence, the things that we can't influence, and the things that we can control. And I think, Margaret Ann, you've Um, got some Stephen Covey quotes there from his book, which I think would be a great opening to this programme. Stephen Covey talks about the circle of concern, and that seems particularly pertinent in the current climate, because he says we each have a wide range of concerns, our health, our children, problems at work, the national debt, nuclear war, pandemic. And so those things we can put into a circle of concern. Okay, so so Stephen Covey speaks about the circle of concern, um, and he also speaks about the circle of influence. So, uh, Margaret Ann, what does he have to say about the circle of influence? Yeah, well, he says there are others that we can do something about, other issues that we can do something about, and we can put them into a smaller circle, which is our circle of influence. And proactive people focus their efforts in their circle of influence. 
So they work on the things that they can actually do something about. And that means that the nature of their energy is positive, and that causes their circle of influence to increase. So I think that's what we're really talking about, isn't it? It's, it's, it's having that positive influence um, on your own business, on your own mindset, and, and hopefully if you're at home with your family, having that positive influence on your family. There's lots of podcasts out there at the moment that are going to tell you about the doom and gloom and despondency of this situation. And certainly this is a, this is a very overwhelming situation. In that context, let's talk about three different areas where you can be proactive. First is relationships, the second is research, and the third is risk. So I think we should break those down for people. Um, so Martin, if you want to talk a little bit about relationships. Uh, why relationships? Well, because people are fundamental to any business, and that's true, especially true of property. And in 16 years of experience in running business networking events and eight years in property, um, I've come to realize that people do business with people they know, like, rate and trust. And building relationships is how you build trust. So in the current climate, focus on what's in your control. Um, for example, talk to people over the phone and get to know them before you start doing business. So who do you get, who do you get in touch with? Uh, well, you get in touch with the people who are key to uh, the success of your property business. So assuming you're doing a, 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 a project, um, either development or conversion, you might want to talk to service providers, either architects or engineers. Uh, you might want to talk to tradespeople, key tradespeople, key material suppliers, investors, and maybe even potential buyers. And the, the important thing is what you're trying to do is to get to know them before you try to do business. That's all about building rapport. And one thing that we have in common is the current situation, the isolation that we're in, the fact that you're actually based at home and you can't really do very much about that and the frustrations that go with all of that. So, you know, you can easily talk about how are they coping, what are they doing, and share your experiences and ask for theirs. And little by little, the relationship will build. It's like how you make friends. So here's the key um, Here's the key point that I, I, I would like you perhaps to take away from this, which is listen, um, improve your listening skills. And why is that? Well, because people love to talk about their favorite subject, which is themselves. So ask open questions and get them to talk about themselves. And here's the thing that Covey said. He said, listen to understand. I first came across that phrase about so 25 years ago, and it was that was magical. It really is really try to get under their skin and find out what makes them tick. So open questions, open questions, open questions. So just in this bit, what's the key actions about building the relationships? Right, simple. One, produce a list of key people. Two, call them. And three, give them a jolly good listening to. Yeah, I think that's very true. Relationships are integral to every business and every sector. 
My background is in journalism and communications and PR. And in my 20 years, I can say that the most important thing is to build relationships with key people. And so in the current climate, what that means for for people listening at home is that they should be looking at their local newspapers, the ones that come through their door, even their free newspapers, the free magazines, and they should be finding out who the editors are, who the journalists are that they can contact. They should be looking at their local radio station, even their local TV station, if they have one. And what you want to do is to contact them, make sure you contact the right person to research who that is, and then contact them to just let them know that you're here, to tell them about your business, about your property, about your product or your service. And what you're hoping to do is to build a relationship with those journalists. You want to make their lives easier. So you're letting them know that you can be called upon to give a quote if there is an article that they're running about property, for example, or an interview that they're doing about property. You want to tell them, give them the opportunity to follow you on your development. Local newspapers love local stories. There's a, a classic tale about when the Titanic sunk, that the Dundee newspaper covered it as a local man lost at sea. And there's a degree of truth in that. They're always looking for the local angle and they're always looking for a human face. So be that face for them. Be their entry point into the property industry. And I know that some people may think that PR seems a frivolous thing to do, but actually building connections with people is the most important thing that you can do. And as well as researching your local media, you can also start to research your social media. So it's about looking at the hashtags that are being used so that you can connect into the wider property community. It's about looking at key dates and seeing if there's any of them that can be used by you to put out a story that links in. So you're using a hashtag that will have lots of interaction on it and you're tying it to your own experience, to your property, to your business. Another point that's quite important is to consider putting out a press release. Now, we had a property just before we got married and Paul had been planning to live in it, but I didn't want to move away from my city. I'm very much a city girl and my family are all here. So we contacted the local media. We worked with them and they ran a story about Paul having to choose between his dream home and his dream wife. I won. I'm not sure if Paul regrets that or not, but the resulting coverage was an article in a prominent position in the paper. It was a page, over a page. It had a photo. It had all the details about our property. Basically, people would relate to it as an advertisement, but they would read it because actually it wasn't an advert. It was an article. And what it did was give a human face to a story. Um, and that's what you're wanting to do. So, and you have lots of opportunity to do that in the current climate. I was put in mind while you were saying that. Back in my business networking business, some years ago, we conducted a survey of our members and we were actually asked them, what is the most important asset to your business? And we expected people to talk about customers and products and services. And it was fascinating the two things that came out top, one was IP, but the other one was their network. Basically, it was the people and the relationships that they knew. That was the most important thing to them as business owners. 
And it's one of the things we're doing right here on Property Development Live is building that network. So if you've never come across Property Development Live before, let me tell you a little bit about what we are, who we are, and what we do. So we are following some brand new developers going through the process of doing their first major development of new build houses and commercial to residential conversions. We're doing that through the medium of YouTube and the medium of Facebook, and of course now through the medium of podcast. And in the forthcoming weeks, you will hear interviews from these brand new developers. But we also want to build a real community of current developers. If you're developing right now, even despite the current circumstances, you still see yourself as a developer, we want you to join our community. And if you're brand new to development, but it's something you're desperate to do when the, the cloud of this pandemic is lifted, then please join us on all of our um, different mediums to, to follow what it's like to be a real developer and to follow that with a real positive attitude, which is what we are hoping to give out on every one of these podcasts in this current situation. And we're falling nicely into the three R's here, I think. Um, so we're talking about relationships, we're talking about research, and I suppose the other R is always about risk, because these are very risky times, and I think people were very focused on the risk. So let me let me touch on all three of those um, and cover some of the points um, that Margaret Ann and Martin have already covered. The relationship building, um, this may not seem like an excellent time to, to be doing anything, but it is an excellent time to be building relationships because people are at home, they're with their family, they may be working from home, but they're not in that same work mode that we go into um, when we go into the office. They're in a more relaxed environment, their own home. So you share your own relaxed environment with them. You build that relationship by telling them about where you are right now in the middle of this pandemic, about your family. And when I say tell them about your family, don't just say my wife or my husband. You know, name that person. Margaret Ann's my wife. My son's 11 years old and and he's called Leon Paul, he's just about to go into secondary. Share real life experiences with them. You know, I'm worried about my sister at the moment who's in her 70s and doesn't keep in good health. She's called Victoria. Really c connect with these people, not just on that level that you would normally connect at work, but at a much deeper level, at a level where they understand your family environment and you understand theirs. Believe me, when we come out the other side of this, you will have a much stronger relationship. In terms of research, you've got all the time in the world to do research right now. You know, we always complain about the time constraints we have. We have to be here, we have to be there, we have to be at this meeting, we have to see this property. Right now, you don't have to do any of those things. You just have to focus on the important thing right now, which is the research that you probably never get the time to do. So let me give you a couple of examples of that. Again, real examples that you can use. If you're doing a development right now, you've probably glanced at the architect's plans, you've probably looked at them, but have you went through them in fine detail? What I mean by that is, if you closed your eyes right now and I asked you to take me to a certain room in your new development, if I asked you to take me from the living room through to the main bathroom, could you close your eyes and walk me through that? The same way you can in your own home? I suspect at this point you can't. You would have to look back at the plans. So take this time to do your research on your detailed plans that the architect has taken a lot of time to draw up so that you know that house that you're building, that building that you're converting, 
as well as you know your own home. And if you've got loads of time and you're a little bit kind of involved in, in a skill set of, um, you know, using materials that you'll find about the house, like cardboard boxes and some super glue, you could actually build a model of that house that you are going to build or that conversion that you're going to do. It doesn't have to be the best model in the world. It doesn't have to be perfect. But what it will do is it will get you to know that building like the back of your hand, like your own home. And believe me, when we come out the other side of this and you're building your project out, that will make a huge difference to how well you can relate to trades, how well you can relate to the architect, how well you can relate to other people. And finally, I think we're talking about the third R, which is risk. There's a lot of doom, gloom and despondency at the moment about the amount of risk that's out there, especially in property. In fact, every time that I open a newspaper or click on the internet, I hear someone predicting the end of the property world as we know it and that all prices are going to crash and that we'll never have a property market again. Um, the property market has been around for a very long time. It is went through the stresses and strains of many, many things, including world wars, including um, recessions and major recessions going back to the 1930s, not just only the recession of 2007, which most of us can remember, but major recessions of the 1930s. And yet, property has always survived. And this is an interesting time, and I think people are sometimes overestimating the risks at the moment, because what they're saying is, oh no, the economy has crashed. And it is certainly true to say that certain parts of the economy are crashing right now. There are certain businesses out there which may not survive this particular pandemic. However, let's remember that there are other businesses out there which are doing extremely well at the moment. Remember that the supermarkets are doing extremely well, that the drug companies are doing extremely well, that the food production industry is doing extremely well and that all of the support industries, like logistics, you know, the, the guys who actually get in their trucks and move things from here to there, are doing extremely well. So there's many, many businesses who are doing extremely well. In fact, as we do this podcast at the moment, Martin is in the south of England and Margaret Ann is, um, for technical reasons, in a different room in our house, and yet we're using Zoom, and the shares in Zoom recently have jumped through the, through the roof. So, it's not the end of the world economically at the moment. We are not in 2007 again on steroids. Actually, many businesses are doing very, very, very well, and some businesses are going to suffer. That's a reflection of most economies at any point, given point in time. So, the question that you have to ask is, how much is your business at risk? Now, if I was in the refurb business right now and I was doing a property, um, a two-bedroom flat and putting a new kitchen and bathroom into it and had to sell it next week, I would be greatly worried. But if you're doing a major development, which is what Property Development Live is all about, then you've got time on your side because realistically any major development is going to take somewhere between six and nine months. And hopefully at the end of six, nine months, this will be a very different looking economy and things will be brighter. But even if they're not, here's an important point. Certainly what we discovered, and we were one of the few 
development companies who were still successful in 2008 and 2009, when many other so-called successful property companies went bankrupt. One of the things that we discovered is materials, the actual materials, were being bought about 50% less than the value they were in the peak market in 2007. And also, labour costs had went down greatly. Because what's likely to happen out of this is that lots of would-be developers, the people who have seen grand design or seen homes under the hammer one too many times, are likely to leave the market, which will leave room for the professional property developer, the person who considers this to be their full-time job, to get on with their job. And when there's less developers in the market, there is less competition for materials, there is less competition for labour, and labour and materials become much cheaper. I think that's very true and there will be some people who will leave the sector and there will be some massive opportunities and the sector will have changed by the time we come out the other end of this, possibly in ways that we can't foresee at the moment. But what we have found coming through the crash and working through that is that being adaptable and having a positive attitude are both extremely important. And I think we'll all agree that one of the quotes that helped us all to get through it was the quote that's otherwise known as the serenity prayer. And Martin, I think you can share that with us just now. So God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. And it's that wisdom that we are hoping to share with you here on Property Development Live. So I hope you've enjoyed the first podcast. I hope you will join us again next week for more of the same. If you have any comments, if you have any questions, please join us on our Facebook page and on our uh, YouTube channel, Property Development Live. Type those into either of those um, search engines and you will find us. And give us some questions and suggest some topics over the next few weeks and we'll be happy to talk about them. I've been Paul Merrick. Martin Davis. Margaret Ann Merrick. And you've been listening to Property Development Live.